Welcome to the Career Confidence for Immigrants podcast. My name is Sonia Ortiz and I'm your host. If you're a newcomer to a country, this is not the show for you. But if you've been stable in a country for a while and you feel stuck with indecision, self-doubt and confusion about your career and you want to start feeling better in your day-to-day work life, then this is the show for you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the podcast today. It is super, super cold today here in Montreal. I just check and it says it's minus 14, but it feels like minus 30, 29. The 30th is just for like dramatic purposes. And that is in Celsius. So I'm totally negotiating with my husband so that I don't have to walk the dog because no, thank you. Besides this difficult weather, I also want to talk about this concept of difficult people. You may encounter difficult people, and I like to say difficult kind of in quotation marks because there is no such thing as an universally defined and agreed upon definition of difficult, right? You may encounter these folks in many environments, and we know we find them especially at work, but also in our family, and both right? (laughs) Back when I was incorporated, I can clearly remember this one person that was the difficult one for me. And right now that I have my businesses, I also have my brain trying to show me evidence and wanting to label some clients and some customers, sorry, difficult as well. So all this to say that This shit never stops, even if you quit your job. And that is not to discourage you, but to remind you that dealing with people will be a constant in your life. Managing your mind around those people is probably a skill that you want to develop. So unless you go live on top of a mountain, which in that case, maybe listening to the podcast is not really something you need. But unless, you know, that is your plan, then learning the skill is probably very, very useful. So my goal with this episode is to help you understand why we perceive people as being difficult and also give you some tips on how to deal with this so you can develop your own philosophy and your own boundaries and your own preferences around what difficult people means for you so you can better deal and problem solve for this situation, right? So everything I teach has to do with the idea that it is never a circumstance that is creating our feeling. It's always the thought that we have about that circumstance. So circumstances can be things that are are, are always things that are outside of ourselves. It can also be the past. So, but <laughs> just for the purposes of this podcast, circumstances include other people. I like to define circumstances also as anything in general in life that we can't control. And other people, other adults with independence and autonomy and free will cannot be controlled, even though we like to think that we have influence and persuasion over them, right? But we we can't. So in this case, the person that you label as difficult is your circumstance, but it isn't the person itself that is creating whatever feeling you're having. It's your thoughts about that person. That is a very important distinction. That that distinction is everything, basically. So one example of that thought is something like the idea that they are difficult. The thought, this person is difficult, um, may create something like the feeling of annoyed, 
for example. Oftentimes, what I, or frustrated maybe. Oftentimes, what I see happen is that the idea that someone's difficult isn't really the full story. I've seen this with some of my clients. That is just a starting point. When we go deeper, we encounter other thoughts, other beliefs, such as, well, they might hurt me, or they are putting my business in danger, or this project in, in danger, or they're asking too much from me, right? In my case, whenever I have had a client that, in my opinion, is difficult, I often go to the thought of they're going to exhaust me, like they're going to burn me out, or... Something along the lines of I'm going to lose money or I'm going to lose my reputation because of them. That's usually where my brain likes to default, which is, you know, you could say it's a variant, especially the last one. You know, I'm going to lose money or I may lose my reputation because of them. That is like a variant on the idea or the belief that they could hurt me somehow, right? And it's very, very useful if you're coaching yourself and learning to manage your mind deliberately to never, never stop at the premise, at the first premise, in this case, the premise that they're difficult and that you're actually willing to explore your thoughts deeper. Because oftentimes something like the notion that a person is really difficult is so, so general and all-encompassing that any attempt for you to solve for it, it's just going to backfire because it's such an abstract and large concept that you can't possibly, you know, find any solutions. So when you start getting more specific with things like, okay, I, I'm having the thought they're difficult because they raised their voice. Okay, there you have more information. Or they ask for some, they're, they're asking me for something that I'm not willing to, to give them, or they're asking me to do something that's a non-negotiable for me. Okay, that's different. Or, for example, something like they're very negative or they gossip a lot and they make inappropriate comments about someone else and that is why I find them very difficult. Now, as we get more specific, then we can problem solve a lot more easily because now the reason why you find them difficult has been revealed to you, right? So, for example, if a person raises their voice and you find that unacceptable then you can choose to ask them not to raise their voice and if they don't you're gonna hang up the phone right or for example if a person asks for something that you don't provide so for example a client keeps asking you for discounts and for freebies and even though it's clear that your price and your offer is the best thing that they can possibly have then you can be clear and tell them that, you know, your boundary or your policy or your offer, you know, you can be clear with them that they, this is your policy, this is your best price, whatever. And that, you know, if they have a problem with that, that they can go elsewhere, right? Or if a person says a comment about someone else that you find gossipy or inappropriate, then you can decide to set a boundary and, you know, tell them that if they're going to be talking about that other person that, you know, don't don't do it with with me kind of thing. You can do it elsewhere, but not not here. Right. You can express those preferences. Now, all of that sounds great and awesome and empowering on paper, right? But many of us 
that wish that we would have the right words and the right reaction and almost like the right comeback when one of these difficult people does something that we maybe don't like or we find offensive or whatever, right? But oftentimes what happens is that in the heat of the moment, we're so full with frustration, anger, fear, anxiety that we completely freeze and we don't say what we wanted to say in the moment. So I want to share some tips here on how you can handle that. Of course, setting a boundary or standing up for yourself is hard to do when your body is full of fear and anger. You're not the only one struggling with this, like all humans do, right? You don't have access to your full cognitive functions when you're in a state of like high arousal. So what can you do then to process the emotion and hopefully react however you want to react? Well, I have a couple ideas. So the first idea I want to say is that it's probably wise to have real wise to have realistic expectations in that we don't always have the best comebacks for difficult people all the time and you need to give yourself some compassion for that a few a few weeks back story time <laughs> i was walking in the park and i wasn't wearing my mask honestly when i go outside to the park i manage to keep myself far from other people i enjoy just breathing the air without having to wear a mask. Usually there's enough room for everybody and I don't see a problem with that. Now you may disagree and think that this isn't appropriate and that's totally fine. You're allowed to disagree and think that I'm irresponsible. I'm not going to try to change your thoughts or your feelings. So I was walking in the park when I encountered this person who was walking with a friend or a significant other. They were both wearing masks And the guy totally got offended by my presence and started waving his hands and raising his voice about how I needed to get out of the way as soon as possible. Like, get out of the way. Get out of the way now. Keep the distance. And of course, I was shocked because in my head, we were already quite far from each other. Like, I consider myself to be more on the kind of extremely cautious end of COVID. (laughs) And so I was very confused. And plus there was some snow in both sides of the path. So I didn't know exactly where else I could have gone to. And I just like, I just stopped in the middle of it. And I said like, okay, whoa, (laughs) that was my reaction. And then when he was a little bit farther, I was just like, get out of the way, get out of the way. I, I totally just like imitated him with like a really whiny voice, like a teenager. And that was super hilarious because I totally did not plan for that happening. And I'm kind of glad that he didn't react back. But all this to say that when you encounter something or someone new that is surprising, you will not always have the best time to manage your mind and process your emotion right on the spot and have your best reply ready, right? And that's totally okay. In those situations when you're caught up by surprise, you know, just allow yourself to be human. Allow, you know, the frustration, the backlashing, the fear, the anger or whatever, and give yourself some compassion instead of drowning in like regret and then beating yourself up because you didn't react fast enough. That only gets you in a loop that is really not helpful. Okay, now, not every single difficult person you will encounter in your life 
is that angry guy from the park, right? <laughs> if we're real and honest here, most of the be difficult people that we encounter in our lives actually tend to be someone with whom we are close, maybe someone with whom we interact often, like a boss or a coworker or a client of ours, or maybe they're just like our parents or something like that. So whenever you encounter a difficult person in your life consistently, the good news is this. You can plan and manage your mind in advance. Contrary to the random guy from the park that I just mentioned, who I've never seen in my life and did not expect him to react like that, these people in your life that you see often and that you interact with often, chances are their reactions are somehow consistent or somehow predictable, and this is the best news. So for example, if your coworker is always, or at least quite often, talking about another person, another coworker behind their back, and you know that every time they connect with you, they want to gossip, but you have no interest in, you know, partaking in the conversation, then you can plan ahead in advance how you want to think and feel about them when they bring up the gossip. And you can even write down what you want to think and feel in advance. So in other words, you have to count on the behavior happening being like, of course, they're going to bring up the gossip and then decide what you want to think and feel in advance. This is how you start taking ownership for your mind. Because what happens many times is that our brains, in an effort to maybe save energy, they have us thinking that, oh, yeah, maybe today will be the day when they just show up perfectly exactly as I like them. No attempts at gossiping, only doing and saying the nice things, and I will probably not have to manage my mind. So yay, let's hope for that. And yeah, some days we may get lucky. Some days people do exactly the things we want them to do. But most days we have no luck or no control over that, right? So yeah, when we believe that, we totally carry on believing that, yeah, Today, maybe they'll just be like a different person, right? <laughs> they won't bring out the gossip or whatever thing they do that we don't like or we find annoying. And when they do, we're totally like shocked and offended, right? But what if we could just plan for these things happening? What if we could just plan for these people being who they are, saying the things that they usually say? What would we do then, right? This is so key. And listen, once you're able to plan for that happening, you can eventually decide that, hey, you know what, this client that always asks for a discount, I think I'm going to fire them. <laughs> But at least when you do so, it will be from a well thought out, from a more calm or strategic place, let's say, versus trying to make the decision on on the spot while your brain is judging how difficult they are, how annoying they are, and when your body is like completely in fight or flight, right? That's not very useful and it's often not even possible. So as a personal example, um, my husband and I used to have a client who would order a lot of vinyl records from us and they thought that because they did, they were entitled to more privileges. And... At first, we gave her some extra attention, like increase 
support and one-on-one -on -one communication. But then at some point, we realized that we were trying to get, they were trying, sorry, to get a level of attention that we simply could not provide anymore. And her attitude crossed a couple boundaries that we have with regards to respect and, you know, certain expectations like that. So we wrapped up their last order and we said, listen, we're no longer doing business together. As simple as that. And it didn't feel so dramatic when we reached that point because we had already managed our minds around it. We had made peace with the decision. Our reasons came from a well thought out place instead of a reactionary brain all over the place. We didn't make them wrong for expecting all those things, but we were like, hey, you know what? I don't think we can fulfill your needs in this situation, right? And, you know, not that there's anything wrong when you react to things on the spot. It's not morally wrong. It's just like it's re rarely effective from a problem-solving perspective. Like an unmanaged mind, it's rarely productive in that, in that sense, right? So the final idea that I wanted to leave you with today is also with regards to this idea of projection. Because projection and the notion of difficult people are completely two related topics. Knowing that projection exists can also help you plan for it and even use it in your favor. And by the way, if you, if you don't know what projection means, one definition I have is that it's the idea that we judge everybody else the way we judge ourselves. Or said differently, when we think or feel a certain way about a circumstance, we believe that everyone else also shares our same thoughts and feelings, right? And I shared these tips about projection because oftentimes we feel judged by others. And so we label the person who we perceive as doing the judging as a difficult person. But in reality, it's often ourselves who are doing the most hardcore level of judgment out there. So for example, let's say you have a client or a boss that complains that you didn't answer their text message quickly enough. Maybe they said so explicitly, they send you a message saying, hey, you aren't replying fast enough. Or maybe they just sent you something like, a message and then a quotation mark with some exclamation points, which you happen to interpret as a sign that maybe they, you aren't texting or replying fast enough. So if you ask me personally, the thought I didn't reply quite quickly enough to a text message doesn't bring any particular feeling in my body. And I know that this is just me. I mean, maybe there's other people who share that thought, but for me, that thought doesn't bring a lot of reactions because I have made a conscious decision in the past that things like speed of texting, it's not going to be something that I want to worry about. And I, I reached that conclusion because I used to have loved, lots of drama about this. When my husband and I started dating, I was so, so anxious about this. And at some point throughout the years with my self-coaching journey, I really decided that however fast I reply or other people reply to my messages has nothing to do with my efficiency 
or their efficiency or my love for them or their love for me or whatever. I decided that it's okay that other people don't get to have my energy or my time instantaneously or just because they want to. And I don't expect other people to reply to me at any speed ever. I don't even expect people to reply to my texts, like never. And I can hear some of you be like, whoa, that's too crazy. That's too extreme. Like, doesn't it mean that you don't care about your friends? And I think it's the opposite. <laughs> I think having no expectations makes me even a more approachable <laughs> and chill friend. And I know that you might also have the thought that, okay, Okay, fine, but what about in cases of like real emergencies? And listen, you can totally have whatever rules about texting and communication and expectations about this or any kind of other human behavior and interaction. You can have as many rules as you wish. As long as you're okay with having those rules, you understand that you're consciously choosing them It's not something that just got programmed into you by society or your parents or whatever, and it's just sitting there in your brain <laughs> doing its thing without, you know, your permission. As long as you're conscious of whatever rules you have and you like them, that's totally fine. All the power to you. So I personally choose to believe that in case of an emergency, I always have like the 911 in case of a real emergency, that anything else that is like, let's say not 911 worthy, it's probably not a real emergency. It may be a preference, it may be a very strong preference, but just not an emergency. So all this long tangent about emergencies and texting and speed of replying to remind you that whatever rule you have towards someone else is likely a rule that you also have towards yourself and vice versa. So whatever rule you have towards other, towards yourself, you also project onto some someone else. Hopefully that makes sense, but you get the idea. <laughs> so again, if you get, let's say, afraid or anxious or kind of graspy, if someone else doesn't reply to your text fast enough, then of course, if someone implies that you didn't reply to their text fast enough, or they sent you what you, and maybe your friends also agree with you, <laughs> a, a passive aggressive question mark, an exclamation point type of message, of course your brain will be hypervigilant to whether you're replying fast enough or not, because you're believing the whole premise that not replying fast enough is a problem. So your brain just scans for evidence of where is this a problem? Show me more instances in which this is problematic, right? That's how our brains work. They just find evidence for what we already believe to be true. So if someone sends me a quotation, a quotation, a question mark and exclamation points as a single message, it will not make me believe more or less that I'm not replying fast enough or, or fast or slow enough or that I'm doing something wrong. Why? Because like I said, I did that work of deprogramming my brain and not make this a problem. I chose that consciously 
because of how much drama I created for my own life. Sometimes you have to experience the drama to then choose consciously, right? So all this to say, my dear listener, that you are for sure allowed to have clear boundaries. You're allowed to have clear needs, clear preferences, clear desires. Just don't count on the whole world meeting them for you all the time because humans are kind of random they have unpredictable brains and that's totally okay because we all have free will and autonomy just as much as you do you know they have autonomy you have autonomy all of us do as adults right so what you can manage of course in this whole equation is how you want to react to things and how you want to talk to yourself And this is huge. It seems like it's a little thing, but this is where all your power lies. So choose your words, choose your thoughts, whatever you tell yourself, whatever thoughts you you think, whatever story you choose to tell yourself, choose it consciously and choose it wisely. Okay, so this is it for this week. My friends, I hope you enjoy. If you like this podcast, please make sure you spread the word and you share it with a friend. And please, please also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I always forget that Apple Podcasts reviews are there for a reason. It helps the podcast get discovered by, by more people. But let me know what you're learning in, in that review. What have you learned so far? What idea or concept has blown your mind a little bit? Let me know all about it. Okay. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're interested in learning how coaching can help you navigate career changes and achieve a better work-life balance, then make sure you check out my website at soniaortiz.com. You'll have all the information on how we can work together. Talk to you soon.